This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Blah, blah, blah. Get up! Wake up! With Sarah and Vinny. Legit, yeah. yeah. Alice at 97.3. This part of the show is brought to you by something else amazing. Oh my God. The Sarah and Vinny Facebook page. All the stuff we talk about on the show... Post it up on the Sarah and Vinny Facebook page. It's like one-stop shopping. It's the perfect resource for choosing your next movie or show. We put all the trailers up there, all the info. Stay updated on the latest celebrity trash, news stories. It's all happening on the Sarah and Vinny Facebook page. Oh, look at that. It's the whole SAG Awards thing from two mm-hmm. nights ago. On Netflix's YouTube channel. <laughs> Which is really the reason I did the whole story. Like, what? What now? Come on. Ah, all right. Um... So, uh, canceled. Mm. Got it? Canceled. Canceled. All right. Jeez, Bryn. Come on. (laughs) Let's try it again. Canceled. Canceled. Uh, The Dilbert. I saw this rant. I'm really glad you're doing the story. Go. Yeah. Well, it's very, um, I'm going to be careful with it because some really awful things were said. And really, the guy knows that they're awful, and to the point where he was like, so I'm probably canceled now. Okay. I guess he's made all his money and has decided, now I'm not going to shut up anymore. Dilbert. It's a comic strip, guys. Dilbert. It's about a dude at work. Yeah, so I'm familiar. I'm familiar with that. that, uh, That's the extent of my knowledge about Dilbert. Me too. The end. Like Dilbert. I, when I read the comic strips, when there was a, you know, a physical paper in my hand, and it's been a long time. Uh, maybe Broomhilda, does she still exist? Maybe BC, sure. You know the cave guys. Yep. Yep. Maybe uh, Garfield, and then right. Peanuts. I'm right. not real. I don't know what this guy's you know deal is, but it went wild. In yeah. is it a podcast he was doing? Yeah, so he is the Dilbert guy. It's about this dorky guy who works in an office and really that. And you're right. That is it. Like, I wouldn't even. I didn't get the joke half the time. I don't work in an office. So people started dropping the comment. Oh, yeah, yeah, the little dog. Remember the little dog? No. Sort what's like, this, What's this guy's name, though? Not Dilbert. No, his name's Scott. Hold on a second here. Scott Adams. And he lives right here in the Bay Area. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. He's uh, yeah, he's an East Bay guy. So there he is sitting at his. There's Dilbert sitting at his computer with his little dog on top. One of those big terminals, not the flat screens we all have now, old school. So this guy, he's been writing Dilbert for years, years. It's a staple, right? It's absolutely everyone knows 
who this Dilbert guy is. I, I assume. Alex, you know who Dilbert is? Yeah. Okay, Bryn, you knew who Dilbert was? I'm familiar with the artwork, but yeah. not really. I mean, I've heard the name. and Right, there's probably like not... Dilbert Dex, desk calendars, you know, the, the wisdom of Dilbert, mm-hmm. the Tao of Dilbert. Anyway, Dilbert. Uh, papers are dropping him. Publishers are dropping him. Now, listen, there aren't that many papers and publishers. Most stuff is online now anyway. But uh, And there will be, there'll be a market for Dilbert now because this guy has said some stuff that definitely puts him in with a certain group of terrible people. Canceled! Yep. On his YouTube show last week, this Scott Adams guy has a YouTube show. I don't know about it, but he brought up a poll that asked people if they agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. In that poll, 26% of black people said no, they disagreed, and others weren't sure. He said if nearly uh, other black people weren't sure. He said if nearly, this is a quote from Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert, if nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, that's a hate group, and I don't want to have anything to do with them. He also said he would no longer help black Americans and added, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. These are quotes from Scott Adams. If you're, These are difficult to hear, I'm sure, for many people. He even admitted that he himself had moved to distance himself from black people. Then on Saturday, he said, by Monday, I should mostly be canceled. Hmm. Canceled. So most of my income will be gone by next week. My reputation for the rest of my life is destroyed. You can't come back from this. Wait, he said that? He did. Oh. It sounds like he went to the cashier and cashed in his chips and said, I'm going to just say what I think and find people like me to hang Mm. with. Okay. So, yeah, I don't really... I mean, I guess I want to know who people really are. Mm -hmm. It's hard to think that somebody like this guy has been harboring feelings like this all this time. And I've, I I don't know, or you've had a chuckle at his, I don't know if there's like devotees of Dilbert or if it was just a placeholder. I understand it's very difficult to get a syndicated comic strip. And this guy had one by not saying this stuff, I guess. Uh They say here, this is a little bit of context on the whole it's okay to be white. The Anti-Defamation League says the phrase it's okay to be white was popularized by trolls on 4chan in 2017, that phrase in particular. And they say it's used by white supremacists. So, not awesome news. Here's what I would say to this. And by, by no means am I woke, and that's not to say that I don't, try to do right by the people around me and I'm not trying to I I've learned about some blind spots that I was unaware of but that said uh what I would say to him is have you no idea about history like I actually think it would be okay for a black person to say what my people have gone through in this country makes me scared of white people or you know, it's fair to say that, and it doesn't mean you hate white people necessarily. Now, you know, he's looking at a poll. You can manipulate polls, or polls can be done in one area, and you'd get one type of yep. feedback, and another area, you'd get different feedback. So he used that poll as a jumping-off point to get his point out there, I guess. And his, I, I mean, think I, his point was to get canceled. Like, he fully seems to have embraced 
like I said, he just went and cashed his chips out. Like, this is a guy whose intention, I believe, was to let his true self be seen and be okay with that. I, you know, he, he doesn't seem to care. And like I'm sure he's plan made, to go out and flames. Yeah, I, I, I get right. Going out with a blaze of glory. Mm-hmm. Or f- f- as far as he's concerned. I would think a blaze of shame, but blaze of glory as far as he's well, saying, I'm that, speaking my truth. It's I hope he doesn't have kids because they're going to face his flame yeah. out at yeah. school or wherever else they're going to show their faces. It's just, well, I actually feel like it's very, it's just sad to hear that's how people feel. Someone feels. I don't like it. You know? So there isn't that much else to say about it? I didn't see the video. I did see a report with a couple of the quotes. And I also saw later that many, like the to, on the canceled note, many newspapers went, we can't have you anymore. Bye. Nope. That's so he not. did get dropped by a lot of papers nationwide. Well, you'd think 99.99999% of them dropped him. Like the white supremacist daily probably was like, yeah, we're fine with that. Uh, So he may still have an outlet there. But it sounds like he wanted to stop working, wanted to say what he thought, and wants to go get an island. So, And I say good riddance. Bye. Mm -hmm. Two children. Two kids? Great. Uh, How old are they? Please tell me they're grown and don't live with him. Oh, yeah. They seem... Older. It looks like uh, one of them died of fentanyl overdose oh. at the age of 18. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's it, from it, Pleasanton. Oh, maybe this dude just fell off the deep end. Jesus. That fentanyl thing is ha- happening more than you guys know. Ugh. It's really scary. And I told you, my friend, I have a close friend whose son, only child, uh, died from a fentanyl overdose. Horrible. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's unspeakable. And to lose a child in any circumstances, but that, it just feels so senseless. Like you, And I, just... I think I told you this. I, my Christina went looking around at the Facebook post because when I first saw my friend's post, where he lives down in San Diego, so I don't see him all the time. I saw this post about him losing his child and was like, wait, what am I looking at? Oh, my God. And I, so I said to her, I think my... And this was before, it was like nighttime or something. So I hadn't even had a chance to call him yet. And she went looking and we found like some posts from his friends who were quite frank about his passing. Like, well, it's part of our lifestyle. That happens. And I just went, what am I reading? That you think it's okay that your buddy went down because it comes with the drug party lifestyle? Like, what? Oh my God! Oh, what a yikes! But apparently, that is one attitude out there because that's what one of his close friends posted in a comment on this kid's passing on Facebook. Uh, well, that's a dumb eighteen-year-old for you. Mm-hmm. To all you smart eighteen-year-olds out there, hopefully, you know better than you can see what's wrong with that comment, right? Let's hope. Let's do something fun. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about a person who doesn't exist. His name's John Wick. Mm. John Wick, who is played by an actual person, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, he doesn't get hurt. I mean, yes, he probably gets some bruises, a hard day on the set, that kind of thing. Uh, John Wick, though, has sustained 162 injuries of note in the first three films. 
the first, the fourth <laughs> film hits theaters on March 24th, just around the corner. So while we wait, we'll take a, take a look at all the injuries he's, exta- he's sustained in the first three movies. The most common injuries. Maybe you want to take some, uh, well, I guess I shouldn't start with number one, Jesus. Uh, he was shot without armor once, so mm. I guess he's taken a bullet without armor only one time. Hit with a metal pipe two times. Definitely some knives in there, right? Oh, I'm sure, right? So there's yeah. got to be some stabbing stuff. Hold on. Uh-huh. Uh, hit with a flying object <laughs> two times. Some kind of flying object, whether that's a knife or a throwing star. I don't know. Or a pan, who knows? Sure, whatever they're yeah, throwing. It could I be actually anything. can't believe only two flying objects have contact- contacted him. Uh, thrown down the stairs three times, probably once per movie, is my guess. Uh, <laughs> All this stuff is so funny. It makes me think of the gray man. That's another yeah. guy who... Right, who see, he, somehow survives. All these injuries where, and, and hikes, like with, you know, with all of it, he hikes himself out of a country through the, across the border, through the mountains. You're like, what? My Both favorite, your feet are broken. You I can't know. walk. You can't even walk, but he's still going to do it. And the book's called The Gray Man, so you know he's going to make it. Right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. My favorite injury to the gray man was when they took the, the some kid. I can't even remember what country it is. He takes the, his arrow and he takes the nub of the arrow and rubs it in like a d- dead, diseased chicken carcass. Yes. And then he shoots it into the gray man's sho- it's in the guy's shoulder. And he's, of course, like, ow, you know. And he leaves it in there because he can't yank it out yet. So it's knocking. You know how that is when you're knocking something that's sticking out of you into stuff. So first, he's a lot of pain. Then he pulls the thing out, and even his friends are going, "Dude, you got to do something about that shoulder. It stinks. Like yep. there's, there's something really wrong in that. Sh- yeah. He's rotting from the inside. Like he's got some. Oh, Alex, you have a sorry. Did I just spoil it for you? I know Alex is oh, reading the Gray Man bum. books. Right oh now. no! Yeah, I spoiled that one. I'm not. Which which book was that in? I think it's in the second or third book. Okay, yeah, I didn't. Like I didn't get that from the first so. one. Yeah, so good. Oh. I was like, this is the most epic injury of all time. All right, back to John Wick. Okay. Uh, he cra- he was in a car and crashed into another car four times in three films. Hit by a car five times in three films. Choked six times in th- a couple times per f- film. Stabbed six times. Oh, there it is. Shot with a bulletproof vest or suit on 12 times. Thrown through glass 14 times and knocked to the floor 14 times. Some of his worst injuries include facial lacerations, getting branded with a hot iron, and getting his finger cut off. Oh! <gasps> Mm. Uh, by the way, a UK law firm is the one that did this study. Um, they found that in three films, there are only nine scenes where he doesn't get any kind of injury. Like, I don't know, is that the final scene and the first, like, how can there only be so the first scene and the final scene? And then, like, one moment where he's, like, taping up an injury or something in the middle of the film. Like, that is so few. So, nine scenes without any injuries. So, this UK law firm calculated what he would get for compensation if he was to sue for all this. What do you think their number is? Yeah. This shows you how litigious America is compared to UK. Like, what would he get for all of these injuries? They calculated if he were to seek con- compensation, he'd be entitled to almost this amount. What do you What do you think that is? Like one billion. 
million dollars. See, that was what I was thinking because because Merca, I live here, right. and that's you know everyone gets a zillion dollars for everything. They said in the UK. He'd be entitled to almost three hundred and forty-two thousand dollars. Oh, what? <laughs> I guess maybe because he brought some of this on himself. I'm not sure. So he lost. He lost. He lost yeah. the lawsuit. That didn't go well for it him. Sounds like he lost. Right. All right. And I just wanted to mention because we were talking because they about- pay people more on a slip and fall. Yeah. Oh my God. Three forty-two. That's nothing. <clears throat> and this guy gets shot at, and then when the gun's out of bullets, they throw it at him. Right. Crack him over the head with it. Still using it. So funny. Maybe that's fun, right? That got us off the canceled guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, uh, I think the next one has nunchucks in it, too. Oh, that'll be right? good. That's right. That'll dangerous. add that to the injury You list. can see how dangerous they are on the LS973 Instagram. Oh, did you put that up? Our, yeah. Our and you're using like imaginary nunchucks and you still kind of hurt yourself somehow. Oh, yeah. That's right. I did. Yeah, I, I had myself in the head of them, <laughs> That'll be a good one. So that's on the Al Seven Three Instagram. Huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Sarah and Vinny clip of the day. All right, that's from last week, though. Yeah, it takes just, a minute, it yeah, that'll just get y'all warmed up for John Wick Four, Part Four. Yeah. So a little bit of box office. Um, Ant Man Three did win its second week in a row, but got mauled by Cocaine Bear. Get it? Um, and it suffered a record 69.7% drop. I saw Good. the two things that you said there without seeing the actual end of weekend totals, and it sounded like Marvel's going down. Like it was, uh, oh my God, 69% drop. This movie is showing the worst drop in the history of Marvel and all blah, blah, blah. It still won the weekend. It did, but not so by much. The, well, so but still. So Ant-Man opened to, uh, well, it was $120.4 million over. They call it the four-day President's Day weekend. Um, but it's they base it on three days, so it measures against other non-holiday weekend stuff. So they're calling it $106 million for three days. Not this week, the past weekend, but the weekend before. And it dropped to 32... Let me see if I can find the exact number here. $32.2 million. And they say one of the big reasons is because Cocaine Bear opened to a much better than expected... Do you already know this number? No. Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. This is a dumb... Like comedy horror movie based on a bear that overdosed on cocaine after some cartel guy fell out of the sky with cocaine all over him. Uh, the movie made twenty three million dollars, which is which really is good. It's now huge I wonder. For that movie. Do we know what it cost to make it thirty uh, thirty five million dollars before? I'm marketing. sorry. Did you already say that? I'm sorry. No, I didn't. Nope. Oh, okay. I didn't. <clears throat> That's great. That's one of those films where a couple more weeks it's going to have completely covered its nut and made it's they're in profit. And I guess Cocaine Bear Two is being greenlit as we speak, uh, most likely, or that Cocaine Shark that they were talking about. Uh, so there you go. That's uh... oh, by the way, um, you know the people who did Sharknado. Speaking of things that just keep happening, 
No, yeah. Tara Reed. Yeah, terrible things that just keep happening. Uh, Meth Gator is coming. Cocaine Bear did way better than expected in its opening weekend with the 23 million. I think it's like 28 million globally. Um, but even before that, the title alone made it a big sensation. So it's not surprising that there's already a cheesy knockoff in the works. It's called Attack of the Meth Gator. And it's being made by the same. <laughs> there it is. He's super methed out. I'm surprised he has any teeth left. You'd think he'd just be gumming you to death. They make, so this place, the Asylum, make, uh, by the way, you've got to put the picture of Meth Gator up on the Sarah and Vinny Facebook page. That is hilarious. That that thing is out of control. He's extra mean looking. So they make cheap, mostly awful horror and sci-fi movies, knockoffs of recent hits. They've done Snakes on a Train, Ape versus Monster, Transmorphers, Paranormal Entity, and something called Sinister Squad. But they also did the Sharknado movies, and I think there have been like four of those. Those are... Actually, they have a cult following. So, Meth Gator's coming out this summer. Most likely, it'll be straight to streaming and on demand. But there you go. Cocaine Bear has spawned a whole new bunch of doped-up animal horror movies. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, we have a real problem here. You're waking up with Sarah and Vinny. Freaking amazing. Alice at 97.3. The Radio Alice Report. 
What's up, everyone? This House Report is brought to you by RadioAlice.com. Go to RadioAlice.com slash contest to see any cool giveaways we have. While you're there, browse around and take a look at the latest news stories and get our show's full podcast. Okay. I just walked into the kitchen and was told that Trina doesn't listen until after 7. So, Trina, happy birthday. I did a whole speech. Yeah, long That you missed speech. in the 6 o'clock. The whole thing about you in the 6 right. o'clock hour and you missed it. But all you know, this is the minutes you can't get back, huh? Yep, right. this is all you get now. You get happy birthday. Have happy a good birthday, one. Happy birthday, Trina. Blech. <laughs> okay. Rain today and tomorrow. That's your deal. And also, there's so much snow. So if you're thinking I should go snowboarding or skiing, you should. Yeah. Just check the roads because they're trouble. Some people have had some real sort of nerve-wracking time on the road stuck. So you want to make sure that you can get up there. Someone wrote in and said, I have four-wheel drive and chains and had no problem. Oh, well, there you go. But honestly, if I've got four-wheel drive, I'm thinking, I don't need chains. Who needs those? Turns out, even four-wheel drives need chains in situa- certain situations, and yeah. we're in that right now. Also, the heavy storms across the country are causing flight delays and more, so uh, check your flight before you split. I wanted to mention this real fast, and then I'll get to your first story. I finished my book on Friday. Uh. Oh, no, <laughs> and you actually read it twice. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm so sorry, uh, Vinny. I loved that book so much. Did it you was, love that book? I loved it. It was great. We're talking it's about... Called, what is it the, called? It's called The Ink Black Heart. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And it's, it's by really J.K. Good. Rowling under her pen name of Robert Galbraith. And it is, it's kind of a genius book. And by the way, tonight is the season... Five finale of uh, the CB Strike show. Oh, on what? What is that? Cha- what channel is that? I can't remember. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I I really enjoyed the book. It's it, it's it's fascinating to me when someone writes a mystery because you can't telegraph too much of the answers about who it is. So you have to give enough here and there to give you some to keep you interested. Yeah, I don't know. I just love it. I think as it's an author, really well done. writing can, a mystery has to be on the harder list of things to write. Right, because you don't want to give it away, but you don't want to hold out too long. And you want to make great. it gettable, but only in theory. There have to be more. There has to be more than one option for a person right. to be. To, like a hard yes or a hard no. I, yeah, I, I thought it was masterfully done, as usual. I He's love amazing. that deep into the book, the lead detective keeps saying, I'm 90% sure <laughs> he's really got no idea. He's just like, I don't know yet. It's like, I'm not, not sure enough that I'm going to say it out loud, but I am... <laughs> Got some theories, Robin. And not one of the times, but never mind. I won't say nope, any more because once, you might right. want to look. Okay, here we go. We're going to start Trouble now Blood with... is on uh, HBO. Oh, Trouble Blood, HBO. So we went back and watched all the seasons. And by seasons, I mean two to three episodes that cover one book. They're very mm-hmm. true to the book. It's excellent. So good. So there's been a trend in recent years to take periodic extended breaks from social media. 
whether it's for your mental health and mood or just better use of your time. Yeah. I've definitely come across people who disappear from my feed, and I, I even sort of go like, what's going on? Hey, where are you? Yeah. And, if you didn't and see have me day, every single day, you might have noticed I was gone for a year. You are someone who does, you, you come on, you make yeah. eight posts in a flurry. Yes. And then you go poof again. Yeah. Since I see you every day, I don't worry about you because I there right. you are again. Here I am. But, Hi. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it By is the true. Way, like I just, I, I feel like it's not really doing me a whole lot of good mentally. Go ahead. Have you guys seen the Alice billboards? They're out there. Uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen them except that I think you sent me a picture or Bryn sent a picture. Mm-hmm. They're like lit and they're adorable. Yeah. And they're in the Alice pink. Yeah. Honk if you see an Alice billboard. Woohoo. Yep. Very cool. It's nice to see us getting a little push. I'm, I'm yeah, stoked about like it. it. Right. All right. Anyway, back to this. So there's been a trend. Some people jump off, you know, take extended breaks from social media. It might be their mental health and mood or just better use of your time. I do think there's there's something about that need to check. And I don't yeah. know if that's FOMO that people get or what it is, but if you're in bed and you feel like before I go close my eyes, I better see what's doing on, that's maybe a sign you're a little too taken with it. Yeah. In a new poll, 36% of people say they have taken an extended break from social media because it was having a negative effect on them. 55% they have say they have not. So there's still plenty of people who aren't, you know, hmm. losing it over this. When broken down into demographics, the most likely to take extended breaks are liberal millennial men living out west. The least oh. likely to take breaks from social media are conservative boomer women living in the Midwest. Oh, well... Least so likely. they are, and, and what that kind of means to me, like being able to pull off is probably a sign you recognize you're using it too much. Right. You might be too taken with it if you can't take a break. You know, that's one of those, I think that's why people do dry you wary, right? Like, yeah. Let's let me make sure I can pull this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> make sure I don't start having the shakes. Yeah. Of all those, of all the subcategories, those 65 and older were by far the least likely to step away from social media. Wow. 75% of them say they've never taken a break. I can see that, you know, that's how people, and I've mentioned this many times, I'm not 60, anywhere near 65 or older, but I do keep up with my friends on Instagram. I do. Yeah. I like it. I don't need it. I'm familiar with addiction, very, all too familiar. So I, you know, know the troubles. So I don't, that for me isn't the problem there. But I, you know, look, if you can't stop or if you are really putting too much energy into it, it's not a good sign. Right. You know, I, I, my mom, who doesn't post all that often, she does like to, she follows all the kids and she follows all the grandkids and she likes to see that stuff and uh and i know she's big on facebook too so she plays games on there and stuff i think oh like there's some is she does she do pokemon with you no no 
She my wouldn't get into that, it. huh? My dad did it for a while, and he jumped off when I jumped off, and back in like 2017, and then. And you and Tina couldn't get him back on, huh? Uh, yeah, he's not interested not in, in looking at his phone and shuffling around slowly. It's not really his jam. A third of older people say they do describe this as negative. And yeah. 11% describe it as very negative. Most are neutral, and that's fine. But, you know, certainly it's surprising to hear what, what group never gets off their... So let me see that again. Sorry. Midwestern boomers. Conservative Midwestern boomers. Yeah. Women. Women living in the Midwest. No breaks. No break. I'm not taking a break. break? Why would I take a break from this? I'm busy. What's going on in the world? That's fine. Uh, Kind of along the same lines, a poll of millennials and Gen Xers found over half of the selfies we post online now include some sort of filter or effect. Over half. Well, yeah. You know, look good. I never use a filter, and I'm sure there are people who are like, you're why they make them, dude. But I don't, I'm no, (laughs) I'm not doing it. And I can see, you know, like there's hot chicks who probably use the filters. I wouldn't doubt because we've got our own sort of uh, influencer uh, married to our Alex. She's quite busy with her Instagram and, and more. I think she uses filters, even though she's the last person that needs them. I'll have to ask her. I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure she does too. I just don't know which one she uses, so I'll figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, even, she's not. Mine only changed the color, but some people get like eyelashes and better hair and stuff. I'm like, wow, these are amazing. <laughs> like, where do I find that freaking filter? I'll take that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm good for two shots. Which one's better? This one. Post. Post. And I don't put any time into it. The That's what I look like. The, the, the glam filter. Oh, and then what, do you have to buy that and put it on your phone or something? Uh, no, it's usually part of your apps. Like if you have a TikTok or a Snapchat, oh, yeah. you can go to there and okay. it'll just apply it for you. Snap a pic yeah. and then just upload it to wherever you want. Mm. I don't have time Most of the people ask, say, they feel the need to hide their physical imperfections. That's why they're doing Well, yeah, right. Yeah. That's why you do it. I got it. I'm not going to post my you're... thunder thighs. It's not happening. <laughs> oh, they've got a filter for that too? Well, yeah. Have you ever seen the Kardashian and Lindsay Lohan and stuff? They, they've clearly like taken a finger and gone, Whoop! and then like the whole door frame goes with it. Mm-hmm. But they don't notice that because they're busy looking at their thigh or whatever. That thigh gap. <laughs> yeah, they need a I thigh I don't gap. follow either of them, but I am familiar with what you're saying. The people who get <laughs> caught editing yeah. their stuff. Uh, we can see this bend here. Hello. <laughs> well. Yeah, but doesn't it look good? Come on. So we've... You've probably heard about the China, and I even reported it here, the Chinese balloon, spy balloon that was oh. shot down over, you know, the East Coast. Yeah. And then there were a few other balloons that were shot down. Like, we got a little paranoid, and I, I do think it's Take kind of out. funny that one of the balloons the military shot down last couple weeks back now uh, may have belonged to a group of hobbyists called the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. Okay. They they launch small mylar balloons just to track them as they float around the world. Oh. One of their balloons went missing near Alaska. <laughs> well, that's where they were all getting shot down. On the same day the military shot something down 
with a missile, so they believe they've been shot down. Uh, The memes were everywhere. Uh, There was one that I I can't find it again, but it was a guy. You know how uh, in the old TV shows, a person would have an accident, and then they'd just be wrapped head to toe in a body cast? Yeah. It's a picture of a guy in a body cast, and he says, There I am, floating at 44,000 feet, minding my own business, and a missile shoots me down. (laughs) 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 He had to be there, I guess. But I I thought it was very very funny. (laughs) Anyway, so, and there were others. The the up balloon was getting shot down. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see that. The, up, the guy in his up, house. That, oh, the, the up the guy. House. Right, I see. With the, all the houses tied to the giant thing of balloons. Yeah, and he, the house, and then they shot him down. Like, oh, no. The, the old guy from had up. so much just... tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> okay, next story. All right. Uh, Brooklyn's Van Leeuwen ice cream. The people behind Mac and Cheese Ice Cream teamed up with Idaho Potato Commission, the people behind potatoes, Uh and they've created a new wild combination. Okay. It's a limited edition flavored uh, ice cream flavor called Malted Milkshake and Fries. Have you heard that there are people who will go to Wendy's, get a Frosty and a Fry, and that's their lunch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They dip it right, scoop it, scoop it out with the fries. So that's what they're doing. They say there are actual French fry pieces in the ice cream, which were created using Idaho potato flakes. And they are given, uh, and it gives this ice cream old school dinner vibes, they say. So, well, there you go. It's the color of like the inside of a French fry. And there are sort of deep fried bits in there. I'm going to have to say I, that's a go, Bob. You would I'm eat gonna, that. I would de- well, I'd try it. All right. Hell yeah. Listen, I, I, would, I would buy a caramel sundae at McDonald's and a bag of fries, and, and that would be I my thought you. I thought you only did that when you were depressed. You parked by the trash can and cried and ate that. Is well, that- it's, it is happy food, so um, I have only done it when I've been like at a very low point. I see. But... Um, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't like to do it all the time. Ah, uh, I understand. Only to heal, to salve my wounds. Well, <laughs> malted milkshake and fries flavored ice cream is out there now if you're interested. No, I am interested. I'm interested in somebody. And you say it's in Brooklyn? I should text Sean about it. Oh, wait. I thought he was on a diet, too. Don't yeah, send he, that to him. Okay, all right, I won't. I, all right, sorry. You're right. What am I thinking? You talked him into keto, and then you're going to te- send him temptation? <laughs> what is he jerk. really on that still? Uh, he says he is. Did we get Mark. into NYU, or are we still waiting? We're still waiting. Oh. I don't, don't get your hopes up too high. I mean, it's, you know, it's very difficult to get into that school. I understand. Listen, I'm trying I to told you know, you. mitigate the expectations. I was at the belt ceremony. On Friday for Taekwondo, and I've watched my daughter in that class, the younger one. She spins circles, she talks, she laughs, she goes, can I go to the bathroom? I'm like, oh my God, this kid is not paying attention. And then it turns out she is. She totally got her next belt. She belted up. 
So there's an example of Sarah. He's going to yeah. make it. Okay. I Listen, I hope you're right because he really worked hard to try to get in there. So, you know, it's, it's not like karate class where everybody gets to... I mean, do they, do they really pull the rug out from under any four-year-olds there? I don't think so. But I was trying to, you know, <laughs> boost you No, it you helps. Up, it helps a little. I'm yeah, trying I appreciate, to, you know, I appreciate let's, that. Let's think positive. I think we got okay. this. Our text number is 800-400-3697. Someone has texted in uh, about the latest revelation that's not even definitive, so it's kind of dangerous that they put this out. But now the... I forget which U.S. department put it out there. They say, COVID likely came from a lab in Wuhan. The one that everyone was pointing at in the first place, that's where they now think it was from. But they yeah. can't, they still aren't saying definitively, so what? And even if they say definitively, what? We're going to call China and say, it turns out we know you did this. And what yeah. are they going to say? Leave a message. Beep. Like, there's no... Brynn, actually, because he was wondering if you would do this story today, he has a, a little bit of Jon Stewart on... Oh, it's long. It's not oh, too long. Go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but you do it next been, news. We, he's been saying it for years Yeah, for now, a while now. So uh-huh. it's not like... Right. It, it, it sounds like it was from a lab in Wuhan. All right. Right. Uh... 415 says, Sarah, if you want to get your drink on without falling asleep, Red Bull and vodka. Hello? Yeah, but I also don't want to be awake all night. That's a, It's like a rub, you know? I really need to sleep at some point. Frosty and Fries is the best. It's a 650. Ooh, frosty. And you don't need to sleep. You could party all night. I'm sure John would love to entertain you. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he'd love it. I'll suggest that for our next dinner party that we all... Do like uh, what are those um, chocolate martinis or uh, espresso martinis? Oh, that and sounds good. Yeah, that's got the shit out of espresso in it, right? That'll keep us all up. I'm, we party all night, like we, we did when we were in our forties. You know what? I actually can only eat coffee ice cream, which is delicious, but I can only eat that in the daytime. Yeah, Mm-mm. I wouldn't even it's... go near it because it smells like coffee, and that alone can wake me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up, Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Amazing with Sarah and Vinny. You stole the car and let that guy drive. Alice at ninety-seven-three. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.